Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the Bucketeers podcast. I'm your host, Tampa Tones. We're joined alongside Stunna, and we got Kat back in the building as well. So a familiar friend and a co-host of the Bucketeers joins us once again. And we got Cleve the Cowboy in the house tonight as well. Cleve is here to share his Cowboys thoughts and a little bit of game preview prediction and insight as well. You're tuned into the Bucketeers. The intro will roll, and we'll be right back in a flash. You're home of the Buccaneers podcast, Bucketeers. I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. I played with Brock and anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Buck fans were there, too. Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show. Of WDAE, uh, Ed Donovan. Donovan, and it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by. It Pat looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little. No, nah, my my uh, camera's broke. Welcome into the Bucketeers podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I'm your host, Tampa Tones. We're joined by a couple great co-hosts tonight, and we got a Cowboys guy, our man Cleve, in the house as well. He joined us last season, so we got all the good deeds to talk about, and things will be on for a little over 40 minutes here on Bucks Life Media Facebook and Bucketeers YouTube page. You can follow us on Twitter at Bucketeers. You can keep up with all our co-hosts and all of our shenanigans as we always retweet them at Bucketeers, and you could find their outlets over there. And we're already getting Facebook viewership. James Rubright watching. Thank you so much, my man. We truly appreciate you tuning in to the Bucketeers each and every week. Without further ado, since we got a hard stop tonight, you know, I'm going to bring in the co-host, and we're going to get right into this stuff. So it's been a while. We're going to bring in our man Katz here first. We haven't seen Katz in a bit. We know uh, you're a busy guy. We got Rays baseball in the swing of things. It's been a good little summer for Tampa sports so far. Now we're bending into the fall. Katz, how you doing, brother? Good to see you again, my man. Well, it's good to see you as well. Yes, it has been an interest, uh, an interesting summer of sports, and now sports are going to start to blend together again, which we love as well with our wonderful teams here. And I'm sorry, feel sorry for the Cowboys fan there that if he considers that an actual NFL team still, I didn't know that they were. Um, but well, it's good to have you. <laughs> love it, love it. We'll bring in Cleve now before we go to our man Stunna. We'll bring in Cleve now. Cleve! How the hell are you? Thanks for stepping into the pit with the Bucketeers. And uh, you can tell it's going to be a fun little 40 minutes here of some epicness. And uh, we appreciate you hopping on, me, Cats, and Stunna. 
Thank you. Um, I'm doing really good. I'm already here in the smack talk, talking about my Cowboys aren't a real team. That's kind of disgusting to hear, but don't worry. I'll have my smack talk later on during the show. Don't worry. But I am pumped to be part of the show. Opening week, opening day is today, actually, and then we got our game Sunday, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and we got Cleve here once again from the Cleve and Me podcast. You can get a hold of them at twi- on Twitter at Cleve and Me. They break down wrestling and a little bit of sports. You could catch me over there often as well. So, Cleve, uh, glad you could join the chamber, brother. We're going to uh, do a little wrestling, so to speak, with uh, this Bucks cowboys preview, it seems. And last but not least, is Tina is joining us on Facebook as well. Thank you so damn much. We appreciate every view we get. Stunna, how the hell are you, my friend? Uh, welcome back on another episode of the Bucketeers. Episode number 81, actually, in our first of the regular season for 2022. Oh, and in uh, honor of Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, uh, well, you know, Super Bowl champion, yeah. but eh. No, I'm doing great. And uh, as far as Dallas, uh, they were a real team before they uh, stabbed Jimmy Johnson in the back. And so they're getting a just desserts for that action. Yeah, you know, Jimmy John and Cowboys are one of those franchises that have been rather polarizing in the NFL. You know, you got Jerry Jones saying weird stuff all the time. You got Mike McCarthy looking at Wendy's menus on the sideline, trying to figure out what to eat after the game. Now, all joking aside, the Cowboys should be a rather interesting team this year. And we'll get into that. A little bit here tonight. Uh, as Stunna alluded to, number 81, Antonio Brown. He put out a clownish tweet today. Don't even want to get into that guy. We already got a comment. Cleve, dump the star. Jump on the ship, bro. It's not too late, Cleve. We know you're a bandwagon guy. You like the Yankees Whoa. now. You're a LeBron That's fan. You like the Yankees. You like the Cowboys. Is it, is it too late for you to come to the Tampa side? Well, I mean, it's not bandwagon if the Cowboys hasn't won in years. So I wouldn't call that bandwagon. I like to root for winners. You know what I mean? And But the, the Cowboys, Cowboys aren't winners the anymore. Oh, not right now. Listen here. Last season. Not for 26 last years. Season. Last season, they're going to be the playoff team. Before before Tom Brady came, what was the Bucks doing? I think you guys last Super Bowl was what oh one. So let's let's not go. Oh two, there. more recent than yours. Yours was ninety five. Yeah. Ours was more recent. We got, we got no bandwagon fans now. You know we don't have we a bandwagon. Had, you know, That's not even. Tom Brady and Gronk all signed with the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure we'll be sitting with a Super Bowl ring too. But that's not here or there. Hey, well they were signed with the city organization. They were both free agents. <laughs> They would oh, sign with Dallas. They don't want to right. be there. They don't want to be there, no exactly. To, no one wants to deal with Jerry Jones breathing down their neck, crawling nope. up their ass every second. I <laughs> wouldn't want a boss like that. He runs college the whole injury world, I will admit. Jerry sucks, but we got a great quarterback. Dak was ranked seventh in the league of all quarterbacks. That's just tell you expectations for a Dak Prescott this season, okay? We have no good receivers besides C.D. Lamb, and he's going to make them other two guys a star this season. I have faith that the Cowboys will not only win our division, but we will go all the way to the championship round. Not going to jinx Super Bowl, but I got championship round this year. May we say this? Cats, what say you on the uh, Cowboys' outlook for this season? 
Well, I mean, honestly, I, I get it. You know, I mean, they do have some stars on that team. Uh, now, obviously, Dak could not manage the clock last year correctly, or they might have beaten the 49ers uh, in that game. But, I mean, as far as going all the way to the championship, I mean, it's, I mean, it's possible. I mean, if they say Cowboys men say that every year, and eventually they're going to be right. So maybe this will be the year. And we got Corey Hayes joining the show. He said, oh, no, not Cleve. Cowboys haven't won since I've been alive. And then he goes, me versus Cleve in a post-Bucketeers scrum brawl. (laughs) So, Cleve, you're getting called out by Corey Hayes, brother. You're going to get a choke slam through a table or something. Stunna, any, any reactions to what Corey Hayes has to say? No, he's right. Um, him and Cleve can, uh, you know, do the old, uh, you know, wrestle, wrestling in the mud stuff. But, um, you know, as far as Dallas and, and, and their prediction, um, I see them uh, finishing behind Philly as a wild card possibility and uh, early first round exit. And Cleve, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play it opposite with you. Uh, you said Cowboys championship. What What's your uh, Buccaneers season prediction? So we got a couple Cowboys predictions in there, some wild card predictions, some, you know, it makes sense division aspirations. You won it last year, and you probably would have won, as Katz alluded to, if there wasn't some badly managed clock by your coach and quarterback at the end of the game last year. So what say you? This time around on the Bucks season preview, and where do the Bucks end up at years end? I think the Bucks will make the playoffs. They have too much talent, and it's Tom Brady over there. However, I don't think they will be the best team in their division. I think that the New Orleans Saints will be the best team in their entire NFC South. Michael Thomas is coming back. Jameis Winston, who had a good season last year before turn. His ACL will be back. They got Camaro. They still have a really good defense. I think the Bucs finished second in their division. Not a knock on the Bucs. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being second place, but I just don't think they'll be like – I don't think they're as good as they were two seasons ago. I'm sorry. Well, it's hard to, you know, repeat as Super Bowl champs, but damn it, we will do that. And, hey – I'd be a little more worried about the Eagles than we should be about the Saints, my friend. That's all I'll be saying. Absolutely. You know? Dude, Jalen Hurts is overrated. Let's be honest. Eagles aren't doing nothing. Four is not overrated. 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 The receivers are not overrated, but New Orleans is, is extremely overrated. Uh, if you want to talk about overrated. And, uh, you know, you're talking about their receivers. Their receivers is washed. So... I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, up, I don't know what they're doing about New Orleans at all. They just picked yeah. up uh, Honey Badger. I'm looking forward to Michael Thomas's 800 catches for 200 yards this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, we're, we're waiting since, uh, you know, what, gee golly, it's been since, what, 2019. The poor little fellow's been in the end zone now. So we're waiting for the big guy to try and uh, bust out of the slant route and uh, find his way to the end zone. But – you know, he's kind of like a lost puppy in the park at a certain hour. When you get near the red zone, you kind of just evaporate. That's kind of what goes on with Michael Thomas <laughs> there. But... That's a good player, too. Yeah, I mean, they got weapons. Yeah, I mean, he was in such demand this offseason. Everybody was trying to sign him. 
No, I mean, that, that just happens. The market gets slow. You know how it is sometimes. It, was the market slow for Debo Sanders? <laughs> We we got uh, Mike battling COVID. Sorry to hear, Mike. We hope you get better soon. He says he's not going to battle with Cleve because he has his own battle with COVID now. Mike, stand strong, brother. We appreciate your weekly viewership here on the Bucketeers. And even with COVID, you're making the effort to tune in. We got Christine Provenzano tuning in on Facebook. We greatly appreciate that. We're going to start with Cats here and make our way around snake style. Cats. What's your key to the game for the Dallas Cowboys, would you have to say? If the Dallas Cowboys want cha- want any chance of winning this football game, what do you think they got to try and do, or what do you think could be a big factor in them winning this football game? They would need to get uh, sustained, is the word I was looking for, uh, generate sustained pressure on Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. If if you get, you know, guys like Micah Parsons and a couple of those cats up there into the grill of Brady, trying to take down Brady, get him off his feet, you know, that, that'll be essential for Dallas. And they got the, one of the better pass rushers in the game, Micah Parsons, to do it. Hearn is tuned in. Andrew Hernandez, thanks for tuning in. Cleve, we'll go to you now. You're the Cowboys guy. Do you agree with Cats? Is that your Cowboys key to the game? Or do you have something else for your Cowboys? I think key our to victory? limit penalties. Cowboys last year racked up a lot of penalties. That cost us a lot of games, especially I'll never forget when Anthony Brown got four PIs in one game. I would, I would love if Mike McCarthy actually – this has a disciplined team this season and they limit penalties because penalties cost us a lot of games last year. I think we have the yeah. firepower to match up with you guys, but I, penalties is what worries me. Yeah, uh, penalties. I mean, anytime your coach is Mike McCarthy, you're going to get a lot of yellow laundry thrown on the field. I mean, look, he's not a bad offensive mind by any means, but – He's one of those cats where the team just gets the better of him than he he gets of them. If you were to say that, you know, Rodgers in his prime with McCarthy, you, you would have almost guaranteed another Super Bowl after they won that one. But McCarthy faltered, and now he's in Dallas. We'll see if he could revive the team, and that starts with penalties. Kevin on Facebook says if they can protect Brady, game over for Dallas. So that's what Katz was alluding to on the other hand. Cat said if they could get after Brady, it'll be big uh, big ups for the Cowboys. Kevin says if they can protect Brady, it'll be game over. Stunna, what's your Cowboys key to the game? Cleve says penalty. Cat says getting after Brady. Are you going with one of them, or do you got something else for us? No, I think uh, the only way Dallas wins is either uh, Hackley's son is the referee again because he kept him in the game last year. Or maybe if they had like four turnovers, okay, their key to the game is to make four turnovers against the Bucks. That might keep them competitive, be like a 10-6 to six game like we beat them a couple years ago in. Um, but, you know, I, I, I expect the Bucks to win. I, I, don't, I don't see, uh, um, you know, Vegas expects the Bucks to win. So I don't expect much. I, I expect a good game back and forth in the first half, you know, but I expect the Bucks to pull away late. And uh, another comment, Mike McCarthy won that game, that Super Bowl on defense. Yep. 
and uh, the Packers did win that Super Bowl on defense. That was first pretty, in that Super Bowl. Let's not forget about that. That, that was a pretty decent Super Bowl, at least from a uh, football fan standpoint. I will yeah. say that. And uh, Mike's got enough. He said he wasn't battling with Cleve, but here Mike says the only thing Cowboys will win is the coin toss. So uh, there you go, Cleve. You could get a pregame coin toss victory. I, I agree with Kat. Stana, uh, they'll, they'll win the better cheerleading contest. Oh, well, they probably got the best damn cheerleaders in the game. I hear, Red, they're, they're, I hear Oakland Raiders in second. Bucks don't have terrible ones, though, but. You know, yeah, you know, hard to complain about any of them. But I, I agree with you all. I think Katz makes a great point, though. If you know, Micah Parsons could have his way with the Bucks O line and get Brady off his feet. If some of those other guys could get Brady to move a little bit, uh, you know, Brady's been staying in football shape. He's been just because he's been away. It, it really changed nothing for Brady. At the end of the day, he looked like same old Brady in Indianapolis. What's different and what's concerned and worrisome for the Bucks until at least a couple games into the season, in my opinion, is how the offensive line is going to gel the continuity of those gentlemen playing together. It, you know, we got a really good right guard in Shaq Mason, but the problem is he's new. Anytime you're new, no matter how good you are, you're going to have to acclimate into something. We've seen it with Tom Brady coming here. It took the Bucks' offense about a half a season to really get gelling. So I think our offensive line against the Cowboys front seven is really going to be something to watch. I really agree with Katz there. And at the same time, Cowboys better limit their penalties because you best believe Buc this Buccaneers team is going to, you know, if you give us good field position, we're going to take advantage of that. If you shoot yourself in the foot and pin yourself deep, our defense is going to come balls deep after you with safety blitzes. Todd Bowles is, you know, a blitz guru. So the Cowboys still better. Uh, still got the eggs back there. We're not worried. We still got the eggs back there, so we're good. You know. Oh, digs! Come on, yeah. Oh, yes, oh I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We we can pull up his peripherals and inner numbers. I mean, yeah, his interceptions and turnovers look all cute and cuddly, but uh, you know. Cats, what say you on uh, Diggs on the Cowboys? W would you rather have a guy like Diggs on the squad, or would you rather have a guy like Carlton Davis that the Buccaneers have back there? No, I'm keeping C. I'm keeping Carlton all the way. Yeah, yeah. Stunner, what say you? Um, Diggs is uh, feast or famine. Either he gets a pick or he gets burnt. So uh, that's definitely too inconsistent for me. I, I, I'll take Carlton. But uh, as far as Diggs, Diggs plays uh, one corner. You got four DBs. If we go four receivers, where are your matchups? Cleve, any rebuttal? I mean, that's uh, I mean that's true. I think, I mean, Diggs had, I mean, I'm trying to look and see how many. He had a, about 11 interceptions last year. A lot of people tried to say it was weak interceptions, like, the ball was already floating around, this and that. But I just think he's a good one. I still don't fully believe in Anthony Brown just because I don't understand giving up four PIs in one game. And he does get burned a lot. But, I mean, that that tends to happen sometimes when you match up against a lot of – he was matched up against a lot of good receivers last year. So, I mean, that tends to happen. But I think he'll have a better year 
this season. And I could possibly see him getting uh, – I could see him getting double-digit assists again. I mean, um, interceptions again. I could kind of see it. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, Buccaneers, keys to victories will move right along. We, man, everyone's jumping in tonight. Shout out to Big Reekin for joining the program on Facebook. Anthony Reyes tuned in on Facebook. We got a fun group of people watching the Bucketeers tonight and so many more on our YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast and on Bucks Life Media Facebook page. You can ask us questions on Facebook or YouTube live chat or tweet us at Bucketeers and we will be happy to answer them. I want to get Katz's take here. We, we heard Cleveland and Cowboys keys to the game. We all kind of went around and said what the hell we thought at Dallas now it's time to kind of go out and about and see what the Bucks are made of here in week one and our keys to victory, perhaps. I'll tell you what, last year against Dallas on Thursday Night Football, a couple essential guys who played big roles in that game were Gronk and Antonio Brown. So that leads me to think one might say Julio Jones has a big game if a guy like Chris Godwin does not sue up on Sunday night. Cats, what say you? Yeah, I could see Julio or even a, a Russell Gage uh, having a good game uh, in this one. It's for me, obviously, I mentioned protection of Brady because if you protect him, we'll be able to move the ball through the air regardless of who the receivers are. But I want to see our special teams do a decent job, not lose the field position battle that's been an issue for us, kick coverage, mm-hmm returns you know have not been an area that we've excelled in and that might be putting it mildly you know so i'd really like to see us excel in that area or at very least don't lose the special teams battle badly and give their offense a short field yeah i I agree with that and the special teams has kind of been one of the things for the bucks the past well you know since we got rid of uh a damn near that's you know, been a little bit of our Achilles heel, but especially more so the past five or six years or so, for whatever reason, I'd say it's been more of a glaring hole. And then Keith Armstrong came and here you thought a seasoned veteran, like a Keith Armstrong, a trusted, well-repped coach around the league would maybe get our special teams doing better. On the other hand, I, I don't really see that is happening yet. And in the preseason, I know it's only preseason, but it didn't look too pretty out there, so let's hope that our special teams does look a little bit better tomorrow. It does shape up a little bit, and I think field position is um, going to be very important for us tomorrow. Uh, before we get more people's takes, I almost forgot we're going to have a giveaway to do for Sunday night football. You guys could be paying attention to it on Sunday. We got a couple mini helmets to give away First off, it's our new logo, too. We're going to debut it, the Bucketeers podcast mini helmet uh, made by Riddell, none other than the brand that the NFL has a partnership with. We got some Riddell Bucketeers mini helmets we're going to be giving away. You could get these autographed and signed. I brought a couple to the Indianapolis preseason game. I got some great autographs on them. They work really good with silver paint pen. We have... These are going to ship out to our Bucketeers co-host as well. I still got to get my lazy ass to the post office to do that. But Kat, Stunna, the rest of you gentlemen will be getting a couple of these puppies. And on top of that, 
we got an autograph mini helmet to give away from Buccaneers second round pick rookie Luke Godeke. And this is a pretty cool custom mini helmet. It comes with a picture of Luke signing it himself, number 67 on one side, which is his number. And the Buccaneers alternate logo on one side. And the autograph says, fire the cannons, Luke Godeke, number 67. So that is pretty damn cool both of those things and we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways coming up this football season stunna what say you on uh the bucks keys to victories and uh the giveaways we're doing i'd say the bucks key to victory is uh keanu neal going out there and getting about four picks and taunting the sideline and doing the dx to their uh, old uh coach <laughs> um and i also want to see you know Man, we ain't got no love for their DC. We know what he did with Atlanta, them all them cheap plays they used to do, and then hurt no Jay and stuff. So it's time for some payback. And I want their offense go out there and really just light it up. And uh, I think they'll do they'll do all right. But I think that we don't want to. You know, I think that they can't hang with us in a shootout. And I'm with Cats. Uh, I see Russell Gage going off. Um, you know, he's had a quiet preseason, so I think that he's fresh and he's ready to show out. I hope, yeah. And, and, and you'd hope so. definitely not my favorite, especially he's definitely favor them. I'll Here, say that. I, I want to get your thoughts on this too, Stunner. How big of a deal uh, you and Katz brought up Gage? He kept mentioning how Brady brought him here. Do you think that was actually the case? Do you think Gage is even in Tampa if Brady doesn't come? Uh, I don't, I don't think, I think that Brady adds like 3 million, 3 billion to your franchise. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just the, the allure or the esteem is true, not only for our own free agents, but the, uh, free agents we got from other places. And you definitely wouldn't think Kyle Rudolph would be here without Brady, right? Cause he signed with the giants. He didn't come here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think Brady just – he's it's like an elite status. You know what I mean? And you become an elite club with him there. And, it, and, and I always say it ain't the building, it's the people in the building. So it really doesn't matter what franchise Brady went to. He was going to turn that – he had the Midas touch. They were going to – if he went to Carolina, they, they would be competing for a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Because they would keep the players they have. They would bring in players that want to be part of Brady and then – Nobody outworks this man. He's he's going to go out and, and gut teams every week because that that's just his M.O. And that's what makes a guy like Brady so crazy. You see it in other sports. You know, you see Juan Soto go to the Padres. They're not getting much better. You see Otani go to the Angels. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. You see LeBron go to the Lakers. They didn't make the playoffs his first year as a member of the Lakers. And then you see a guy like Tom Brady go to the Bucks and literally bring them from the bottom of the barrel into championship perennial contenders year in and year out. For as polarizing as figures as Soto, Otani, LeBron are, they're all great. Heck, Otani the, the best. is Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaq. But, you know, polarizing figures, you don't see them all sudden instant contenders like Brady here. So I, I agree, he adds to the bank, to the cap, People want to be coming over here. Cleaver, shaking your head. LeBron has not done a fraction of what he did for the I'm, Lakers. I'm what... sorry, that is complete 
first, let's first foremost, I know this is football. LeBron first year in LA, he was injured. Before he was injured, they were a fourth seed team. Let's he not, wasn't let's injured. Not. He okay. He, he, he milked the baby injury because he knew the Aww. team wasn't that good that year. And they weren't out of the playoffs when LeBron was ruled out for the year, actually. They weren't even the eighth yeah, seed yet. They, when he by the time he came back, they were trash. But I would I want to disagree with what Stunner said about Brady going to any team and making them a Super Bowl contender. I don't think that is all the way true. The Buccaneers, all if you I would just look at their roster, they had a good team with Jameis on the roster. The problem was Jameis threw too many interceptions. They still had Mike Evans, they still had Chris Godwin, they still had all their good O-line and defense. Jameis Winston was the problem. Brady came into a perfect situation with good receivers, good defense, a good O-line, and he brought his buddy Gronk over. And he brought A B over. So let's let's not say like if Brady would have went to the Jets or something, he would have turned them. No, he would have not turned them into a good Super Bowl contender because they didn't have the good players like Tampa Bay had. We all know that. Jameis, Jameis threw 35 touchdowns, but he also threw 30 interceptions. Jameis held that team back. They just needed a good quarterback to put them over the hump. That's all Tom Brady did. Let's not make tonight Tom Brady came. And save the day. Not, not me. Not really. Hey, you said it. Hey, well, you said it before. Point. You said it before the pod. Before Brady got here, we were trash. Those were your words, my friend. Well, yeah, you guys had a period of being mediocre, yes, but you still had talent over there. But I'm talking about. I the disagree. Game. I'd yeah. say before BA got here, we were trash. That's fair. Cats, you got to chime in on any of this. Yeah, B.A. did help change the culture around, even though the first season was a losing season. And Tom Brady, yeah, the Bucks needed a good quarterback. And instead, thankfully, because the rest of the league is full of dumbasses, the Bucks went and got the greatest quarterback to ever play. And that's that. The rest, as they say, is history. And we're grateful for a bunch of dumbass teams that decided they didn't want Tom Brady. Now, all of a sudden, you're hearing teams say, oh, no, 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 we... We wanted him. The Dolphins, oh, we wanted him. Oakland or Vegas, whatever the hell they are. We wanted, we were in on Tom Brady. All of a sudden, now you're hearing it two years later. We were in on him. We were almost got him. Did you hear any of that two years ago? I didn't. I heard people trashing the Bucs and saying, oh, they signed a washed up Tom Brady. Now, two years later, other teams are all saying they wanted him and they were so close to getting him. Hmm. 49ers act like, you know, they didn't have the first crap. Right. Exactly. His hometown. Mm hmm. That is, and Katz, you're 100% right. I remember back in the day when Brady, right before Brady signed here, everyone said pretty much only two teams were showing interest in him, yada, yada, yada. Those teams ended up being the Buccaneers and the Chargers. At the time, at the time, those were the rumored two teams, Buccaneers and Chargers. You heard no one else, that's it, yada, yada, yada. And now every other day you're hearing, oh, obviously exaggeration of every other day, but you're hearing, Oh, San Fran wanted him. Oh, Chicago wanted him. Oh, Tennessee wanted him. Oh, Indianapolis might have made a play for him. Oh, Miami tried to do this. It's like insane. Vegas, whatever the hell they are. Yeah, Raiders, Vegas. We're up to like damn near 10, 11, 12 teams that were quote unquote close to Landon Brady. But when he was a free agent, um, nobody wanted him. So kind of interesting to see how it all maps out full circle we got a good amount of topics left on the bucketeers tonight so we're gonna keep rolling and keep cranking here um good tom brady talk fellas that was some 
Fun stuff there. Jay Garrison's tuned in. Thanks for joining us. We're going to do some score predictions now. Then we're going to talk a little bit Thursday night. And then we're going to do a little outro. We got about 13 to 14 minutes left here on the Bucketeers. It's flying by when you got great guys like Katz, Stunna, and Cleve to help lead the way. Cleve, we'll start with you here because you'll probably be the one that's wrong. Um, what's your score prediction, sir? How the hell do you shape it out? Uh, how, how do you see this one cutting out? What's your score prediction, but not only the prediction? How do you see it get into that? Um. Last year's score was 29 to 31. Like I said, it was a very close game. Um, I can go, uh, I'll go 21 28 Cowboys. I think, I think Dak has something to prove after losing last year. And I think it'll be close first half just because it's the first game of the season. But I think as the game roll along, Dak gets in his groove. Our defense, which is really good this season slows Tom Brady down, and that's how we will win this game. Yeah, in 28-21, that would be actually a more lower-scoring game, perhaps, for these types of teams. And, you know, you got the likes of uh, Demarcus Lawrence out there. You got Anthony Barr. You got Vanderush. You got Parsons. So your linebacker front seven core is definitely real for sure, and it sounds like, um, you know, Sounds like you have a real chance at uh, trying to win the game if you could get pressure on Brady, and you'd think that Dak will have a successful one. Mike, yes, we do ship to Canada, brother. Sorry, I'm just seeing your question, but if you do win a giveaway or if you want to buy a Bucketeers mini helmet, if you don't win a giveaway, we certainly do ship to Canada, brother. That's 100% true. Kevin says 31 to 17 bucks. Cats, what say you? Are you on Kevin's page or are you more on Cleve's page? Close to Kevin. I'll say 31-24 for the Bucs. It will be 31-17, and the Cowboys will score a garbage touchdown that nobody cares about with about a minute left. Um, Yeah, I see Dak, uh, you know, at home, you know, kind of shitting his pants a little bit and having a rough night. Um, And I do like the guy, but I see him just coming to the pressure of that. I don't think handle that and ultimately i think the bucks o-line which is questioned because you know there's some moving pieces i think they're going to step up and have a good do a good job uh, and give brady enough time and i think he'll pick them apart like a thanksgiving turkey what was your score i'm sorry i forgot to write it down 31 24 bucks cool yeah cleave just so i always write down our predictions and then you know see who does the best like cats or you know this kevin nice gentleman and then we laugh at people like you the next week when you're uh, pretty damn wrong. No, I'm kidding, brother. You never know. That's a great thing about sports. It, it's it's really a beautiful thing, especially week one. And they don't call it overreaction Monday after week one for a reason, right? Because last year you had a team like the Saints shut out the Packers. And next thing you know, oh, Aaron Rodgers is washed, man. I don't, I don't think that guy – I don't think he's a quarterback anymore. Then he wins MVP, right? So uh, kind of crazy how that happened. Stunna, score prediction. Are you lining up with Katz is 31-24, Kevin's 31-17, or Cleve's 28-21? No, I'm exactly with Katz at 31-24. Mm. I have it a little different. I have the Bucks 28-24 and kicking a meaningless field goal just to break 30. I love it. And, uh, you know, real quick before we get players of the game, Thursday night football score predictions and outros, I'll go ahead I'm going to go a little different. I, I see Bucks winning this one 
you know, 31 to – I'll go with 31 to 23. Don't ask me how the Cowboys get to 23, but I'm going to go a little different than Stunna and Cats just so I'm not the same. Maybe a block extra point, maybe something along those lines, or maybe their kicker just has a really damn good day. And we, um, you know, bend but don't break defense, so to speak. I really see this game being one of those. I, I view it where the Bucks get out of the gate a little slow in the first quarter. Some people start freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, what's going on here? The next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. Brady starts clicking. Lenny F starts getting his feet underneath him, and the boys go to take off. So I'm going with 31-23. And we got Mike Going with 31 to 17. So we're all going with 31s. Cleve is going 28 21. So we all got our teams winning by at least seven points. Cleve, player of the game for the Cowboys, my friend. And uh, why do you think he lives up to the player of the game? Oh, this, I think, uh, I go Dak. I think that's just a safer bet. Uh, Dak's got a lot to prove this year. I think a lot of people think he was um, overpaid last season. He got, you know, he how he ended the season last year was, I don't even want to get into that, but that was very embarrassing to see. Um, he's, he's just got to uh, right the wrong. And I think the best way is to start off the season right, beating a team like Tampa Bay, and it builds momentum for the rest of the season. And allows us to get to this championship round. So I got Dak as the player of the game. And Katz, who are you rolling with? Are you rolling with our quarterback like he rolled with Dak, or are you going elsewhere? I'm going to go with Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans playing back in his home state of Texas, I think he's going to show out. I think he's going to dwarf some of these silly little cornerbacks that Dallas has, and he's going to completely <laughs> take him over the game, see him have a huge game. Stana, what say you? Our man Mike D is going with Julio. Do the Julio. I do love the Mike Evans pick, though. I could see him schooling Diggs right now. I could see Diggs, you know, looking like uh, the dude after that mad and Gumby hold my D YouTube clip, you know, just Darren Sharper <laughs> face first down after Greg Jennings stiffed him with a little stiff arm on a broken damn leg. But we'll talk about that another day. Stunna. What say you on your player of the game, brother? Are you going with Evans? Are you going with Julio? You alluded to Gage earlier. Where are you going? <laughs> you know I'm going with Keto, Neil. And I hope my man gets some payback. He got done dirty in, in Atlanta by the defensive coordinator who's now in Dallas. So, Keanu Neal, safety, Tampa Bay. And Julio's a hot commodity. Kevin now says Julio Jones as well. So I don't know if I was just feeling the Julio love, but then all of a sudden we got a little breeze of Julio. We got Kevin loving Julio. We got Mike loving Julio. We got Keanu Neal says Stunna. We got Mike Evans says Cat. And uh, Cleve says Dak. So if I had to pick one, I'm going to make it real simple here. And it might be... Um, it might sound cliche, but I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs in this one, honestly. The big right tackle who missed the playoff injury. And, uh, you know, it, it played a big factor for us when Wirfs was out of the game. He, uh, you know, or, uh, nothing against Wells. He was a little banged up playing backup tackle as well. But our offensive line never quite looked the same once Tristan Wirfs was injured last season. So a healthier 
Tristan worse because like Ian Beckles always says, once you suffer a major injury, you're never a hundred percent healthy again, but a healthier Tristan worse, uh, you know, is a huge deal for the bucks, especially when you got guys like Parsons and Gregory and, or, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Lawrence coming at you and all those bar up the middle Vanderush and whatnot. So it's going to be a, uh, you know, battle of the trenches. <laughs> For Tampa, Dallas, in my opinion, I'm going with worse for the Buccaneers. We do have football tonight, though, fellas. Um, we got a good game. Somehow, Buffalo is favored by three points, and it's in the Rams, and the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs. Cats, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts and expectations for tonight's week one showdown with the Rams and Bills? I like the Bills in this game as well, actually. Um, even being on the road uh, for this game should have a very, as you know, uh, especially in a place like Southern California, to be a large contingency of uh, Bills Mafia there. I think the Bills have a major chip on their shoulder, as any team does, especially when you come off a heartbreaking playoff defeat like that. But I think they have a phenomenal team this year. Uh, Rams, I think, are going to be are going to suffer from some uh, fat cat syndrome here, uh, and I look for the Bills to pounce on them. I think Buffalo puts up about 38 points in this game. Uh, I'd say Buffalo wins about 38 to uh, 28. And yet, yeah, you know, the Rams, I talked to a couple people today that might suggest the Rams are starting a little sluggish this year, Super Bowl hangover. You never know if Matt Stafford's 100% healthy as well. So I could see that. I could see Josh Allen coming out of the damn gate and zip, zoom, zanging all over the damn place because – he is a hell of a quarterback. He might be one of the best, if not the best, in the league. Cleve, what say you on the score prediction for tonight's game? Uh, Rams, Buffalo. Uh, I'm gonna take Rams in this one. I, I'm just I don't believe in Buffalo that big. Um, sorry, I'm not the big Josh huge on Josh Allen. I think he's a tad bit overrated. But anyway, um, I'll go thirty. 528. I think it will be it will be a high scoring game, but I think Stafford, I just read a report he had elbow surgery. He said he's feeling hundred percent better. And I just like their defense more than I like the Buffalo defense. Aaron Donald is still the man. And Mike says possible. Mike is the man tonight. He, he agreeing with the Julio Jones saying Super Bowl hangover. Mike, keep knocking the shit out of COVID, brother. We got to get your ass on one of these podcasts because your ideas, your thoughts, your comments, just loving all of them. Stunna, what's your thoughts on tonight's opening night game of the year, uh, Bills against uh, Rams? Well, my heart says go Bills, you know. Um, would love to see the Rams or any NFC team take a loss out of conference, you know, especially a playoff contending type team. NFC West is rough, man. It's good. It's a tough division. So any kind of setback that you see there early would be great. And other than that, just uh, ready to watch some good football. You know, excited for uh, the season. And uh, looking forward to the Dallas invasion. When them uh, pirate ships cross the Gulf of Mexico and the guns come blazing down Fort Worth Avenue, it's going to be a ruckus. Yeah, Cleve, I could see it in your face. You are fearing the Buccaneers taking over Dallas. Uh, I, I got tonight's game ending Buffalo in a close one. 
I got Buffalo upending the Rams uh, 30 to 27 tonight. I, I think that Josh Allen, I, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's a tremendous. I had 27-24. And Bill. Mike, again, Mike, 30, 42 to 28. This, Mike is on oh, yeah. a roll tonight. You know, he's more on the Cats page of a two score or more game. There's a lot and of hate for the Rams in this group. Is it because they whooped you guys in the playoffs last year? Or seems a little bias in this uh, little group. We right have here. a historical hatred of the Rams. It goes back to 1979. There's a, well, what the hell's your reason for hating Josh Allen, buddy? At least we have yeah. a. We have a legit. I'm gonna say right now. Hey, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say right now. Josh Allen's not overrated, and T- Tones and I saw the guy live at Raymond James Stadium, and that guy is a beast. I mean, I could name. I mean, I don't think he's better than Mahomes, Rogers, Watson. I just don't think Watson. Is, yeah, Deshaun Watson is better <laughs> than Josh Allen. Oh, I know. Listen here. Let's not. We got to look. All the stuff that has happened. We have to look at his. Football skills. He is better than Josh Allen. Come on, let's let's not. How, how is he better than jo- Josh? Allen's a better running quarterback. Josh Allen's a better running quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen's a better passing quarterback than Deshaun Watson. And Josh Allen's a better winning quarterback than Deshaun Watson. They both Watson. Won anything. I mean, how's winning? He's a better human being. A lot further. Anyone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they both got my. Oh, I don't know, man. Better, better player? I don't know. What's the show? Won't ever won in the NFL? Receiver over there, but I mean that's. You also got to look at that. When too, is the show? Yeah. He's playing an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> the only thing Watson's <laughs> ever won in the NFL is. Uh, you know, a couple happy endings or whatnot, but it's good grief, man. <laughs> that dude hasn't had any. Hey, hey, Deshaun Watson's top 32 quarterback now. Come on. Oh, he is hey, a top that, 32, absolutely. And that means you're one of the best in the world if you're top 32 oh, at what you do it. in life. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Mike says before we move on to our closing statements, I will never forget. Cleve, this is why we hate the Rams a little bit too. I will never forget Rams beating us 9-0 in NFC Championship game. I cried for days. As Stunna alluded to, Katz alluded to, now Mike saying, we have a long history with the Rams, brother. It's not just, you know, the past year or two. It's been a hell of a lot deeper than that. We've had, you know, um, Bert Emanuel's catch and a bunch of crazy things happen with opponents like the Rams. So there is some bad blood there. And as we say bad blood, Cleve, we will do closeouts now as we are over the 45-minute mark, which is never a bad thing. But sadly, I got to go soon. So, Cleve, we're going to start with you here, brother, before we get to the Bucketeers, fellas, and we bounce out. Thanks again for jumping into the snake pit. We hope to have you back later this year because that will likely mean that we're running into you in the playoffs or whatnot, or maybe you could join us on the bye week episode or something fun like that. But Cleve, one last time, brother, thanks again. Any last thoughts or statements and uh, just about, you know, podcast and life in general, what's your closeouts, brother? I want to say thank you for having me on here. Uh, I said, I know I, was, I said this last year, but I am confident this year that we will beat you guys week one, and I cannot wait 
to prove all of you guys wrong. And we will win our we will win our division, and we are going to the NFC Championship game. I believe in the Cowboys this season more than I ever believed them before. This is our season. And the good people can follow you in Twitter at Cleave the Goat One. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Cleave the Goat. You know, basketball season when it comes around, you know, I will be rooting for LeBron James, but not Lakers, LeBron James. So in the meantime, though, I will be rooting for my Cowboys, and I am pumped that football is back. And Mike says, Ricky Prohl catch another Nightmare NFC 11-6 yeah. final. Yeah, that sure was. And, uh, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl every year, LOL. That's what Kevin says. Cats, what's your closeout, brother? But uh, before you close out, the Ricky Prohl comment, any thoughts on that? Oh, I hate that motherfucker. That's all I can really say. I hate that motherfucking little shit. Ricky Prawl. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, well, I like the Bucks' chances here in week one. As for the Cowboys, I mean, you know, I hear this every year. You know, the belief in the Cowboys is real. I mean, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy are real, too, I guess. Um, could be a good game. I think Dallas might win the NFC East. I uh, wouldn't be surprised at that, but they're not going to win this football game. Uh, and present company excluded because you're a cool dude, Cleve, but most Cowboys fans are total assholes, uh, bandwagoners, assholes. They only like the Cowboys because their mother bought them the jacket with the star on it from the Sears catalog, and they didn't know any better. Um, and frankly, most of their fans are assholes. And it's going to be nice to shut them up for a week before they start talking again and then shut up again. So I look forward to the Bucks beating them and shutting them and up. I love that, Cats. I think uh, a lot of things you said are spot on there. You guys can follow the great Cats at A underscore Catsman, K-A-T-Z-M-A-N-83 on Twitter. Isn't that right, Cats? That is correct, and uh, lately I've had people get mad. I called someone a bitch recently, and I got someone got mad at me and said, "Be better." Well, I'll try, but hey, look, I calls them as I sees them, you know. Hey, man, on Twitter we call. That's the thing with the Bucketeers. We don't hold back on Twitter, man. We we we're our true selves, and if you don't like that, then you know it is what it is, and you know it's 2022. So no matter what the hell you say or do anymore. Someone is going to get their panties in a bunch. And that will probably get someone upset that I said panties in a bunch. You know, oh, you're you're, you're excluding underwear. You're just, you're just saying panties. But, but uh, you know, what, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Stunna, Mike says, I can still see Brian Kelly in coverage on the Pearl Catch. Give us your closeout. And like Cats did, give us your thoughts on the Pearl Catch. Oh, you can't, you know, 2000, we had a game called Revenge. And they handed out bumper stickers from Publix. Yeah. And the other side, it said Revenge. And this year, we're going to get Revenge on the Rams in our stadium, just like that year. In 2000, we're a playoff team. So, Amen. You know, we got it back. We got it back. You know, Cat's Eye, you know, we're all kindred spirits, Bucks fans. We, we dealt with some, some hard times. Oh, but yeah. That, yeah, love to see the Rams lose. Love, we're gonna love to see the Cowboys get beat. We, you know, we got Brady in his last year of football. You know, the motherfucker is take uh, kicking ass and taking names. 
So we got to enjoy this shit. We're going to win about 14 games this year. So, you know, it's, it, it's time to be, you know, it's time to really enjoy being a Bucks fan. I love it, gentlemen. As Gene Decker always says this Sunday, it's toe to leather, toe meets leather. We got NFL Sunday, NFL Sunday night football starting around 8 o'clock Eastern. That is on NBC. It will be Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth calling the Cowboys Buccaneers game on Sunday night. Cats, Stunna, and I are all amped up for the Tampa side of things. You got Cleve amped up on the Dallas side of things. Mike says it was fun, guys. We appreciate you joining us this evening, Mike. We hope to see you in the near future. And, uh, you know, get with us on Twitter. I got a Bucketeers surprise coming your way. If you follow us on Bucketeers, Mike, and uh, you DM us, you've been battling COVID. You, you join us every week. We appreciate you joining the show. So DM us, Mike. Uh, reach out. to. I know you're on Facebook right now, but if you can, get at us at Bucketeers on Twitter. We'll hook you up with some mini helmets. And he'll be at the Week 3 game in Tampa. So hopefully we melt the cheese against the Packers that week and those shitheads from Green Bay. Kevin says Brady. Oh, they're fans, assholes. Yeah, they're fans all over the place. The Green Bay fans are uh, pretty big assholes. Uh, you know, Too many the of them is... all over the place, and they drive 10 miles an hour in the passing lane. <laughs> God, go back to where you came from, you fucking assholes. Jeez. That, that's because they're looking at the cornfields in Green Bay. They're, you know, they're looking at the cows and shit. It's like, get out of lane. You can see where I'm on the beach. Their skin is whiter than a fucking ghost, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Stunna, uh, before we get out of here, we got Manani joining us. B. Hank is in the building as well. So many more on Facebook. Stunna, what's your words? Are uh, the cheese turds, as Mike called them, Bucks are going to shred the cheese turds. The problem with Green Bay fans is not the people from Green Bay. It's the people here that came right. from up north and refused to get rid of their Green Bay allegiance and show up exactly. to and show their ass. That's the issue. That's right. Yep, absolutely right. The ones up there are nice people. The ones that have moved here are just cockroaches. Correct. The, the implants, you know, the transplants, whatever the hell you call them, but they, they seem to always ruin them temper sports one way or another. Any last words, fellas, before we bounce out of here and uh, we all enjoy this Thursday night? Yeah, the women from Green Bay have facial hair still. That's what's really scary. Oh, no, I, I, you set it up for me there. I couldn't pass that opportunity up. It's true. Yeah, so. I, well, that's why they don't allow cheerleaders, you know what I'm saying? Because they can't right. They can't on the field. What yeah. happened, Stunner? If Green Bay had cheerleaders, they might graze on the field. That would be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Cleve, any last words before I uh, get this outro video going before we're never allowed to record on uh, YouTube again? Uh, oh yeah, this is Tamara Chapman, our dear good friend Tones. Your Giants will finish in last place in our division. I love saying <laughs> that everywhere I go. Giants suck. Well, I agree there. Yeah, I love oh, it. I, I love it. I, that I agree with you. I'm with you there, 110%. That's actually the New Jersey Giants, by the way, not the Giants, if you're going to call them appropriately what they are. So I'm with you there, man. They, and they do actually play about 30 miles into New Jersey, so Katz is right on that. And I think we could all agree 
fuck the Giants anyhow and the G-Men. All I need, you know, Daniel Jones, if you want to help my fantasy team out a little bit, cool. But other than that, y'all will be in last. It's been a hell of a bucket tears. We welcome back, Cats. That was incredible. Stunna joined us again. That was amazing. And our dear friend, Cleve the Cowboy, came back once again. So it's been an awesome hour, damn near. And uh, we're just getting started the season on the bucket tears, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be at you with probably not uh, Sunday, but Monday. We'll be at you with a little post-game recap of the Cowboys-Bucks game. Win or lose. We'll be there, ladies and gentlemen, on the Bucketeers YouTube. This has been a fantastic Bucketeers. It's Tampa Tones, Acats, Stunna, and Cleve. We're out of here. Until next time, as always, fire the damn cannons and go Bucks. nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Buck fans were there, too. Uh, Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Ed Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. <laughs>